exactly from where do you locate your control. Because you're going to find control in the way you deal with the affairs of this life somewhere. Are you operating in situational ethics? In other words, are you determining each individual situation based strictly upon what advantage you're going to gain out of how you respond? That's a big question. And by determining what is in your best interest, then you determine your course of action. These are all questions that the Christian world deals with that they don't understand how to deal with. They don't understand from what perspective to deal with it. So we are left to deal with our world predominantly from our earthly side. That means we live in feelings, emotions, my own thinking, and my own will. So as the world attacks us then, we spend more time in situational ethics than we do uh, being driven and led by the Spirit of God. Why? Because we don't understand the Spirit of God. We don't understand what walking in the Spirit is. We don't understand the necessity of walking in the Spirit because we can never uh, extract ourselves from our earthly walk. We never come into the place where we see a difference in us from how we handle ourselves earthly and how we should be handling ourselves spiritually. Therefore, we really don't know how to interact with this world and with the spiritual world. It, it is a very difficult thing. Why? Because of the, the teachings that have gone on in our churches. Last week, we began to look at those three developments of salvation, and I've already told you what those three developments were but I want you to go down to the last line. The third force of how we deal with the plan of salvation is the most resisted. Let me, let me show you. We all want to be saved. Most people get saved because they feel like that they won't go to hell if they call themselves saved. That's the real basic premise under which most people operate. They just hear about the, the difference between heaven and hell, and they say, well, I don't want to go there, so I believe. Well, that existence does not create any major focus of control, so what do we do? We create doctrines that justify our actions. One of those doctrines is called unconditional grace. Well, now then, we're living so close to the earth that we are shrouded in darkness. Now, I want you to consider that very thought. We are shrouded in darkness. We worship in darkness. We go into houses of God that are painted black, that are dark, and we call ourselves worshiping God, who is light, and who the entire Scripture declares as being light in a place that is dark. Doesn't make any sense, but that's what our world is doing today. Doesn't have any... Uh, does it have any influence on the general demeanor of the worshiper or of the people that are sitting in darkness? Absolutely it does. Why? Because they remain earthy. They remain so attached to the earth that they eliminate all of the spiritual things because the earthy things are so convenient. So we live more closely attached to darkness than we do light. Now, there has been a provision made, and we've resisted it on every hand. There was a provision made at the cross for you to be able to control yourself, for you to be able to learn Christ, for you to be able to die daily, for you to be able to bring your body under subjection, and that being your responsibility. There was a provision made for that. Jesus Christ did it. It began with the cross. We know the first three steps. All of Jesus' first three steps were done on this earthy side. They were all done so that you as an earth person could be brought by grace through faith into a position where you could become something that you could not have ever been under any other circumstances. You became the righteousness of God. When you became the righteousness of God, well, we know that. Whenever we were risen from the dead, Paul said, if ye be risen with Christ, then do what? Seek those things which are above. Why? Because that's where Christ is seated at the right hand of majesty. 
So there is something above that must be sought. There is something beyond the earthy that must be sought. But we refuse it. We reject it. We don't understand it. Now, we will speak of the name of Jesus, and we will talk about it, and every church in the country today is going to use it and not understand it. And because you use it and don't understand it, you are really opening a spiritual battle in the heavenlies of which you have no means of protection. You say, but I'm saved. You may be. But if you're still living shrouded in darkness closer to the earth, man, then the spiritual man, you are releasing in the name of Jesus the spiritual battle of which you have no protection. There stood the seven sons of Sceva. Remember them in Acts 19? And they were going to use the name of Jesus. And the demon said to them, Jesus I know and Paul I know, but who are you? What is happening now in Acts chapter 19? A spiritual battle is being released of which the seven sons of Sceva had absolutely no means to operate in. Why? Because they attempted to use the name of Jesus without having defeated and directed the, the earthy man and become the righteousness of God, crossed the bridge of grace led by truth into the place where they were now operating in the spiritual. So what happened to them? Well, they were beaten. They were wounded. They were sent away naked. And the Bible said the enemy prevailed against them. Wow. So when we are using the name of Jesus out of school and from our earthly side as if what we are pronouncing is mysteriously and miraculously going to do something spiritual in our world, all we are doing is releasing the fury of hell. Not because it had to be that way, but because we reject the control of the spirit world. We reject the idea of walking with Jesus. We reject the idea of hearing his name. We reject the idea of hearing his voice. We reject the idea of being made to know, understand, and do exactly what he said that we should do. We reject him as the good shepherd. We reject him as the great shepherd. We reject him as the one who will give us abundance of life. How are we going to get it? We're going to have to stay. Stop listening to the stranger. That's what Jesus taught in John 10. The sons of Sceva came up and they began to pronounce a name for which they did not know. Now I want you to get this. They were priests. They were religious people. They were people that were doing religious things and looked religious. But when it came down to whether the religion was spiritual or not, they found out right quick, Jesus I know, the demon said. Paul, I, who exactly are you? Then he turned on them, jumped on them, overcame them and prevailed against them until the religious side went away whipped, wounded, and naked. Totally exposed what was exposed back. The fact that they had no spiritual man. The fact that they had no spiritual side. The fact that in them was just a bunch of tra tradition and religion that had absolutely no power on the spiritual side. So I caution you today. If you are willing to use the name of Jesus, then there are two things you need to get ready for. Number one, you either need to, need to get ready for the name of Jesus to accomplish exactly what he said it would accomplish, or you need to get ready for an onslaught of the attack of the devil because the spirit world is going to rise up against that name and they are going to say these words. Who is that that's using that name? Is that Jesus? No, it ain't. Is that Paul? No, 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 no. Is that Mike? Yeah, but well, if that's Mike, we ain't doing nothing. Why? Because Mike knows how to go to get where he needs to be in the spirit world. Mike knows how to get into the lordship of Jesus Christ, where when he names the name of Jesus, things happen. Is it so-and-so? Jenny Joe from Kokomo? Oh, that's her. Well, then we going down and raise all grades of sand in her life. Because she don't know how to get into this. She's more attached to the earthly than she is to the spiritual. Yeah. 
Now, this is what's happening in our world. You don't want to believe it. You don't want to receive it. You don't want to. All I ask you to do is look, watch, watch. We got people doing demonic signs on national television during the middle of the Super Bowl. What's happened in this world? We have become more closely related to darkness than we have become related to spiritual, my friend. We've got people saying things that sound religious and even spiritual, but no position from which to say the things that they are saying. Why? Because they're still living in the earthly. They're still thinking the earthly. How are we going to know when we leave out of the spirit, out of the earth into the spirit? That's a good question. I'm glad you asked because I'm about to tell you. You've heard Paul talk about uh, uh, Galatians chapter 5 whenever he begins to tell us about the fruit of the Spirit. And we say, well, we'll know it whenever we begin to act in love, joy, peace, goodness, gentleness, temperance, meekness, faith. We'll, we'll know it then. No, 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 and no again. All of that is related to what is going on in your earthly change. You will never come into the spirit world until you begin to operate from the actions that Paul defined in Colossians chapter 3. Whenever you begin to become the elect of God. Now, I want to say this to you. I didn't say it. Paul did wish I did. If you are acting more earthly than you are spiritual, you are not an elect of God. Paul said it was so. Paul said that when you became the elect of God, you would come into holiness. You would come into purity. You would come into the tender bowels of mercy. You would walk in humbleness of mind. You would be meek. Think about this. Who are you portraying in the spirit world? Jesus Christ. How do we know it? He went on to the next verse and said, you will walk in forbearance. You will learn to forgive one another. And if any man has ought against another, you'll forgive them. What are we seeing? Jesus telling us how to live like him. All spirit, all the benchmarks, you evaluate yourself, don't get mad at me. Don't get mad at me. You evaluate yourself. You look at yourself and ask yourself, are you living in holiness? Are you living in purity? Are you living in the tender bowels of mercy? Are you looking at all mankind from the compassion of Jesus Christ? Not accepting their sin because that is not scriptural, but understanding the root of their sin. The reason for their sin. Being able to show them the root and the reason. Being able to operate with them with a very humble mind of saying, I know what it is to be where you are. Let me tell you my story of bondage, brokenness. I was blind, I was bruised. I was poor, but praise God, Jesus Christ came into the world and died for me. And I died with him. I died to my flesh. I died and deposited my sin. I crossed the bridge over it from the earthly world into the spiritual world and truth led me over and now I am living by the spirit of almighty God sanctified and separated for him living in the name of Jesus with all the power of which it possesses huh we don't ever know that nobody's ever told you that before everybody's focused on the fruit of the spirit Nobody realizes there are benchmarks that will allow you to not only control your environment, but to be controlled by him. That's what we need. Because if we fail in reaching these benchmarks, then we open ourselves up to a spiritual battle of which we have no means, no way to protect ourselves from. So what happens? Your life goes haywire. It's up one minute, down the next. You've got problems over here. You've got problems over there. You can't control your kids. You can't control your husband. You can't control your wife. You can't control this. You can't control that. 
Can't control your job. Can't control those that are coming against you. All of those things that Jesus said, if you would get into my lordship, if you would come in the spiritual domain, then I'll let you use my name to control all of that. But you don't control it, do you? You don't know how. Because you've never crossed the bridge. What bridge is that? It is the border. The border that was given to you when Jesus Christ raised from the dead and you were raised with him. The border that crosses you over into the things that are above. Now, it's the things that are above I want to talk about today. Well, Pastor, now wait a minute. Are you trying to tell me that there is more involved to this life of serving Christ than just being saved? <laughs> no, I'm not trying to tell you that. Wouldn't tell you that. No, no, no. No, the Bible does. The Word of God does. The Word of God is very clear. There's a life that you must go. You can be a believer and never be a follower. And if you're a follower, your life is going to be topsy-turvy every day. You're going to be just tossed to and fro by every wind of doctrine that comes along. That's what's happening in our world today. Friend, I'm trying to tell you something about getting out of your earthly self. Now, if you're going to get out of your earthly self, what did I do here? Did I push a button? I did, bless God. All right, let's see. Have you been? Now, if you've been with us on Wednesday, you'd have gotten the full Montillo on everything I've just talked about. But if you listen to me preach at all, you recognize the message that I'm giving you. Now, Today I'm going to uncover something for you that the church world rejects and possibly you reject because you don't understand it, you don't get it, you don't see it, it doesn't make sense to you. But I want to tell you that if you're ever going to be and live the life of an overcomer, you're going to have to not only understand the use of the name of Jesus, but you're going to have to be able to understand how the Spirit is trying to interact with you. You're going to have to. The Spirit of Jesus Christ is trying to control you. The whole purpose of what happens in the spiritual world, that place where Paul said that you would go after you were risen with him, where you're seeking those things that are above, where Christ... Now notice how Paul puts that. He said, where Christ is seated at the right hand of majesty. Think about that. Paul is saying there's a journey between righteousness and him being seated at the right hand of majesty. What is that journey, Pastor Mike? Well, it's very simple. You're going to become a citizen of a new kingdom. How are you going to do it? You're going to come through the priesthood. Jesus Christ as high priest is going to sanctify you and call you brother. The next thing that's going to happen to you is you're going to come into his lordship as you enter into the throne room of God. When you enter in, in his lordship, you are going to be given a privilege to do spiritual battle. You will not be given that privilege until you come in to his lordship. We hear people battering around the name of Jesus, writing books about the name of Jesus and with absolutely zero amount of understanding about what the Word of God is trying to tell us about what that name is, how it is to be used, why it is to be used, and the purpose for which it is to be used. So we use the name of Jesus and we are releasing the power of hell because we are not in the spiritual position to be able to use the name of Jesus and to be able to cause the name of Jesus to do the five things Jesus said it would do. Now then, once we get to that understanding, which you should know by now, and if you followed me on Facebook, YouTube, Lift Him Higher Radio, or anything else, I've explained that completely. Now we go into the, to the means that Jesus Christ is going to now control you. When we come into the place where Jesus Christ controls you, you will not get there. You, listen carefully, you will not get there if you stay anywhere on the earthly side. You'll never get there. If you remain attached to anything on the earthly side, you'll never get there. If you're still dealing with addictions, if you're still struggling with sin, if you're still operating in a weight. Now listen to what the scripture said. He said that weight that besets you. What's it besetting you from? It's besetting you from coming over into the spiritual world. 
So if there is a sin in your life that is an addiction in your life, doesn't matter what it is. It can be a thought sin. It can be a physical sin. It can be uh, uh, whatever sin you are operating in. That sin is besetting you and leaving you on the earthy side. And any time that you say the name of Jesus, hell is breaking loose against you. Why? Because you're earthy. You're dark. You're living in darkness. You're worshiping in darkness. You don't realize it. The church doesn't realize it. So what is happening to us? We're being inundated by hell in our churches, in our homes, in our streets, on our jobs. And we are saying, but I'm saved. And the devil is saying, so what? So what? What does that mean to me? But I'm saved. And the devil is saying, Jesus, I know, and Paul, I know, who are you? What a sad condition. Because hell is breaking loose all around us. Our world is being torn from its very core, and we can't figure out because people are praying in the name of Jesus, and hell seems to be catching up and getting worse and worse and worse, and the world becomes worse and worse. We can't even go to a parade. Hell is saying to us, Keep doing what you're doing. Keep doing what you keep living in the lack of understanding because that lack of understanding is leading you to death. The Word of God, I've taught this now for well over a year. I taught it out of revelation. I didn't teach it out of knowledge, I taught it out of revelation. I gave it to you and the world and to countless countries around the world out of revelation. Then the Holy Ghost led me to Colossians chapter 3. And in Colossians chapter 3, Paul completely lays out everything I'm preaching, everything I've been teaching, everything I've been talking about. And as God is my witness, I probably read it a, a million times. And when I did, I said, Lord, why didn't you show me this from the beginning? Because in Colossians chapter 3, the entire package is laid out before you. Exactly where we are, both as earthy and spiritual. Now, if we understand that if we remain that closely attached to the earth, to darkness, who is going to prevail? Darkness. Darkness. Why? Because if we come into the kingdom of his dear son, we are translated we are totally removed from darkness. We are brought in to a kingdom that is full of light, that is full of the beauty of the glory of God, where Jesus Christ himself is the light of that city because there is no need of any other light. Jesus becomes our light. And we want to worship in darkness. Heaven will never be exposed to a single iota of darkness. Heaven will never have a sin entering, nor a man, woman, boy, or girl who does not come in purity, holiness, boldness, and the bowels of mercy, humbleness of mind, being meek before God. Heaven will never have it. But we will worship in it and call ourselves worshiping a God of light. Heaven forbid. Heaven forbid that we try to make earthy things accommodate a spiritual thing. That is a lie. It is cheating you. It is opening up all of the fury of hell against you. We don't want to believe it. We don't want to understand it because everybody else is doing it. How is that working out for our world? How is it working out today? Christians are under attack. Churches are under attack. They're telling you what they're going to try to do to you.
And we're praying, oh, in the name of Jesus. And hell is saying, keep hold. Come on, earthy man. Come on, earthy man. Keep praying that way because hell is released. Why, Pastor? Because we never understood how to cross the bridge by grace led by truth into the spiritual man. Paul tried to tell us that we wouldn't listen. Colossians tries to tell us that we won't listen. He starts his book in Colossians 1.16 and said that we are translated out of darkness. We are removed out of darkness into the glorious light of the kingdom of his dear son. Then he goes over the end of the book and he says, and then Christ is in you because you're in his kingdom. And in that Christ being in you, there is a hope of glory of which he's going to share with you under the eternal economy of God. And you are going to live as a spiritual man, as a citizen of a spiritual country. And there, according to Romans 5 and 17, when righteousness occurs, you cross the bridge of grace led by truth, and you begin to reign in this life. You will not reign and be earthy. You will not reign and worship in darkness. You will not reign and misuse the name of Jesus. You will not, you cannot. It is a spiritual impossibility for you to ever consider that you would do such a thing. No, hell is raging. And it seems like we have no means to stop it. But we do. But we do. But we do. What does that mean, Pastor Mike? That means is understanding the name of Jesus, following him into his lordship, operating out of the privilege gained from his lordship, letting that name control our environment, then crossing over to him as the man in the Godhead bodily, where he pours out to you the Spirit of God without measure, where he speaks and you hear him, where he leads you and guides you into truth, where he shows you great and mighty things that you do not know, where he takes of himself and gives it to you. He is controlling you. Friend, listen to me. If you're still living in the old avenues of the works of the flesh, not only is he not controlling you, but according to Paul's writing in Colossians chapter 3, you are not and have not become the elect of God. Now, we got people talking about election all the time. We got a great ministry on the radio that has a great deal to do with election and they're telling people some are going to be saved and some are not it's all by the divine election of god it happened from the fact that's a lie that is absolutely not true paul told us where the election of his people occurred paul was very clear about what would happen when election occurred he said when election occurred you're going to begin to act and talk and do and think and forgive like Jesus did. You're not going to walk in quarrels, quarrels with everybody. You're not going to be upset about everything. You're not going to walk because someone said something you didn't like or something that offended you. Listen to this now. Listen to this now. We live in a world that is full of offenses. Everybody gets mad. Every You say anything to anybody and they get mad about it. Everybody's offended. Well, then we know. We know that we know that we know by that. They are more close to the earth than they are to the spiritual. Very simple to see. We can tell where people are. We can tell what's going on in our world. Now, you probably couldn't tell because you don't know what I know. But Paul said if you're going to be the elect of God, then you're going to have to come there through the door of righteousness. That door of righteousness is going to bring you over a border into a new life, a new plane, a new time, a new citizenship, and you're going to become sanctified, and you're going to become those who understand the privilege of using his name as he is Lord over all three dominions, and then you're going to push on over to where the man in the Godhead bodily begins to minister to you. 
The evidence of that will always be the evidence of that. You are going to speak in a new language. You're going to speak in a new tongue. Now, the tongue spoken of in Mark 16 is a tongue of authority and power and supremacy that is given to you by the name of Jesus. The tongue that is given to you according to the Spirit of God that was released by Jesus Christ is an unknown tongue. And you're going to speak that language. And he, from that, is going to begin to minister through you and to you and upon you and he's going to begin to do for you the thing you so desperately want done you're going to have an advantage in the world you're going to profit with all because you're no longer going to try to be dealing with the life that you live from your own mind you're going to deal with it from a heavenly mindset you're going to deal with it from what thus saith the lord he will take of his and give it to me now, my friend, that's how this thing works. It does not work any other way. It cannot work any other way. They have told you it will work another way. Now, I'll say it again. If it was working with a church on every corner in the way they say it works, then why is the world in such a dire condition? Because it doesn't work that way. There is going to be a place that you are going to take your earthy self where you're going to die with him. You're going to die with him. You're going to die with him. In the first death, you're going to crucify your sin. In the second death, you're going to crucify your flesh. In the third death, you're going to crucify your spirit. Mind, will, mind, body, and soul. Soul, body, and Spirit, are all going to have to die. They'll all die out to this earth. They'll all die out to the things of this earth. Grace being applied by faith will cause them all to die out. Now when you are raised with Christ Jesus, as Paul said in Colossians chapter 3 and verse 1, all of a sudden you are risen in righteousness. Being risen in that righteousness, you are now produced to seek those things which are above until you get to the place where Christ is seated. Huh. Because it's at the place that where Christ is seated that He is now going to control you. You're going to be changed, transformed. You're going to become a completely different person, walking in the light of God, understanding light, understanding the light relationship to Jesus Christ, understanding how vital and important light is in your world because everywhere you see light, darkness is expelled. Understanding the significance of what light means. What light means. Light means the darkness is absolutely gone. Light means the darkness no longer has any power over you. Light means that you have come into a kingdom. And that kingdom is led by the Son of God who is the light of the world. Light means that you are free from all the bondage of sin. That you are free from the bondage of captivity. That you are free from the bondage of the brokenness of which you brought into this relationship. But now by light, you are brought into a place in Jesus Christ where worship becomes so simple and easy and we're using that name as a sanctified child of Almighty God begins to control those that are against you. And the name of Jesus Christ begins to work in your body. And then you come over until He becomes the abundant one who is able to do above and beyond anything we can ask or think by the power of God that worketh in us. Glory to His name. <laughs> All I can say is you need to take a, a look. Ephesians 3.20 says there is a place. That's what I just quoted to you. Where the power of God works in you. Where it'll bring out of you things you don't know. Where you can live at the advantage. We reject it. We refuse it. We don't like it. We don't want it. Now I want to say this. I'm not trying to offend anybody. But I've said it to you before and I'll say it again. 
I've been in places where they jumped and shouted and ran, bounced, sweated, called themselves praising God. Major choir I sat under. I watched them. I looked around and there wasn't nobody doing that but them. Then I watched them as they went back to their seat. A man stood up and preached the word of God from his heart with truth. You know what they did? They sat still. They never raised their hand. They never stood to clap. They never stood to praise. They never said amen. They sat in their seat. Now watch what happened next. When the man got done with his heartfelt ministry, they jumped up out of their chair. They ran back to the front of the Colosseum. They begin to play music and all of a sudden, boom, the Spirit of God. Oh, Lord. Oh, my God, have mercy. Woo! 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 Foolish. But when the Word of God was preached, they didn't have a thing to say. They didn't have a thing to do. There was not an amen. There was not a yes. There was not any sense that what was being preached was being taken into their life. Why? Why? Because they are too close to the earthy to ever hear from the Spirit of God. I'll say this before I close. If what I'm saying is offending you, now listen carefully. If what I'm saying is offending you, then according to Scripture, you are far too close to darkness than you are to light. Now I'll just say it one more time. If what I say is offending you or anybody out there, you are living far too close to darkness. Because if you had crossed the bridge by grace led by truth, you would be living in humbleness of mind. You would be living in meekness. You would be living in the compassion and the purity of holiness. And you would be forbearing and nothing that would be said would be of an offense to you. Nothing according to Paul's writing in Colossians 3. Round 13 and 14. Would be of an offense to you. Why? Because you are no longer living in the earthy. You are hearing the word of God from the light. From the revelation of light. Not from the devastation of darkness. Because darkness will always bring devastation. What happens when we get offended? We are devastated by someone saying what in reality is truth. But our earthly side says, I won't believe it. Bow your head and close your eyes. If you're going to be controlled by the Spirit, you're going to have to come in to the Spirit. You're going to have to walk in the Spirit, and you're going to have to learn how to get out of the earthy. How to get out of the earthy. How to get off of earthy things and get on to spiritual things. Spiritual things are where you need to be. Otherwise, hell is going to break loose against you. And when hell breaks loose against you, that's whenever you start seeking for someone to pray. Often you go to people that you trust, but they don't know any more about it than you do, so there is no, absolute no, respite. But friends, you are not so, Paul said, you have not so learned Christ. Now, I want to say that again. You have not so learned Christ. Why do you know that? Because I, I, I have taught you better than that. 
I have taught you better than that. I have preached and taught the word. And you learned, if you wanted to, Christ. Not how everybody else in the world does it, but how Christ does it. You've learned that. You may turn off a deaf ear to it at times. And if you do, that's to your own peril. That's to your own discontent. That's to your own discord. But I have taught you Christ. I have taught you truth. I have taught you the way into the throne room of God. You will not go there unless you follow the means of the six steps of salvation. You won't go there. Ain't getting there, friend. You will not go there if you choose to remain in darkness rather than choose light. Now you pray right where you are. I don't know what you're going to pray for. I don't know how you're going to pray. You may pray, God, would you please just let him stop offending me? You can pray that way. Or you can pray, God, today, from the Word of God, as the pastor asked you to speak, and promised you that if you would show him what he needed to do and what we needed to do, understand and demonstrate and know that we heard him say, we have to know that what has been spoken has been spoken by divine revelation from the exact mouth of Jesus Christ and proven by your word. So here we stand. Since I realize that the man of God has not only invoked the name of Jesus, but has, had asked the name of Jesus, the, the man Jesus, to speak through him directly to me, then I am now responsible for what I've heard. If I'm earthy, I'm responsible for it. If I'm a sinner, I'm responsible for it. If I'm living by acts and deeds of the flesh, I'm responsible for it. If my sin nature is getting the best of me, I'm responsible for it. If I'm offended, upset, and angry, I'm responsible for it. But if I'm willing today, Father, to pass over and come into this spiritual world through righteousness, I can be led into purity. I can be led into light. I can be led into holiness. I can be led into the tender bowels of your mercy, your grace. I can be led into being humble in my mind where there is nothing that's going to offend me or hurt me because I know that if something comes at me that way, that I'm remaining too close to the earth so I will not be offended. But I will be meek, and I will be kind, and I will live in the truth. So therefore, today I receive, Jesus, precisely what was said from the man of God. Jesus, we know how to identify a man of God. Because he has all the benchmarks. Because he understands what Paul meant when he said, If we be risen with Christ, seek those things that are above. And he's teaching us that. So we must say that the man of God, not only teaching, but is hearing from the throne room of God. So we receive what has been preached. We receive what has been taught. We take it into our lives. Now what I'm asking God is for you to change and transform these great people. Until they are able to identify earthy and spiritual. And then live in the spiritual. And to see the earthy coming 
and turn to the earthy now with the power of the name of Jesus and say, I am now in the spiritual domain. I have been separated and Jesus has given me the ability, the privilege to use his name in the name of Jesus. Stand down. Offense, stand down. Thoughts, stand down. Physical body, you shut your mouth in the name of Jesus. I will not tolerate in the spiritual world I am a citizen of a new kingdom. That kingdom has translated me. It has brought me into a place I could never have been on my own. I've come here by grace. Following truth. Now if that's your prayer. We ask it all in Jesus name. If that's your prayer. I want you to stand up. Raise your hands and say Lord. I'm yours. I'm all in. And I'm yours. I'm all in. And I'm yours. I'm all in now. I've heard truth. I accept it. I don't reason it. I just accept it. It's word of God. We heard it so. We accept what you have produced in us. All in. Everything about me now. I've come the mile. I've crossed over into spiritual things. And I'm going to live there. And I'm going to challenge my earthy side in the name of Jesus. And I'm going to bring it captive. Every thought, every imagination, every idea, every want, every desire, every self-satisfaction. I bring it now. It is under that name. And I submit myself and surrender myself to you in the spirit leading me, guiding me and directing me and showing me what is yours. Control me now, Jesus. Control me. Glory to God. Mm. Somebody obey the Lord right now. Somebody obey the Lord right now. Somebody obey the Lord right now. Those of you that are filled with the Spirit of God, begin to minister to the Lord right now. Begin to minister in the, to the Lord right now. Begin to minister to the Lord. Begin to minister to the Lord. Begin to minister to Him right now. Begin to release yourself to Him right now. Father, in the name of Jesus. Father, in the name of Jesus. Father, in the name of Jesus, release yourself to him right now. Release yourself to him right now. Release yourself to him. Release yourself to him. Release yourself. Release your tongue. Release yourself. Begin to worship him in that tongue. Show him right now that you are willing to walk in the spirit world by the release of your tongue. I'm willing, Lord. I'm willing, Lord. I'm listening, Lord. I'm speaking, Lord. Oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, my people, I will flow from you as a river of living water. I will lead you and I will guide you into the places where you will prosper. And you will be at peace. I will take you into the places and the spaces where you will be blessed. Hear my voice. Listen to my voice. My voice will come out of you like a river of living water. And you, you, yes, you, 
will not only be anointed as you go in, but you will be anointed as you come out. You will be anointed wherever you go, in whatever place you are. For the peace of God will rule you and you will reign in this life, saith the Lord. Glory to God. Oh, my friends, my friends, my friends. Where we can go if we will rightly divide the word of truth and live in light. To my friends listening, you've heard the word of God, you've heard the spirit of God speak, and you've been told where he wants to take you. He wants to bring you into a river of living water where peace will allow you to rule and reign in this life. Know him today. If you don't know him, accept him right now. The Bible said that the, the ministry of tongues is given to you that are unbelievers so that you would know that the God of whom we preach is real. So you've heard today. I pray in the name of Jesus you will come to know Him and that you will begin to eliminate this earthy man and walk in the spirit of light. I give you glory and honor. Jesus, for what you're doing in the life of your people. Father, I praise you in the name of Jesus. I pray your hand to be upon each and every one that's here today. During this week, may the word of God come to them richly in all wisdom, knowledge, and understanding. And may they be free in the light of the citizenry that is the kingdom of which you are the king. In Jesus' name, God bless you until we meet again. Six o'clock tonight, don't forget it.